welcome to the Finding Flow State podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ellen, a multi-passionate, recovered perfectionist and mindful high-performance coach. And we do things a little differently here. This is a space where high performance meets elevated consciousness. This podcast will give you the tools to upgrade your mindset, unlock your full potential and find the balance between discipline and self-compassion. Join me each week for raw, authentic conversations with inspiring guests and solo pep talks. And there might be some tough love thrown in. I am so excited that you're here. Let's flow. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Flow State. Doing things a little bit differently today, so strap yourselves in. But first, I'll just give you a little bit of an update because things have been pretty freaking awesome, to be honest, in my world. I am currently six weeks out from Canberra Marathon. So as some of you will be aware, I'm training for a marathon and really trying to do this in a more mindful way as someone who has had overuse injuries in the past and an unhealthy relationship with exercise and food. This is something that I really wanted to do as a challenge to myself. And the biggest challenge for me is actually allowing myself to do this in a way that feels still like it's quite nourishing and it's giving more than it's taking. And by that, I mean balancing it, like that elusive work-life balance that we talk about. It's very easy for marathon training or any kind of pursuit, it doesn't have to be even athletic, but like for that to become your entire personality. And as someone who is a little bit prone to all or nothing thinking, that's the way I naturally do go, even though I'm very multi-passionate I'm multi-passionate, but then I try and give 100% in absolutely everything that I'm doing at all times. And it doesn't take a maths whiz to realize that multiple 100% isn't actually mathematically possible. (laughs) So I'm all about this idea of mindful high performance and seeing where I can be compassionate to myself, but also still hold myself to high standards. So I had a really interesting experience this weekend of just my long run was pretty shit, to be honest. It was pretty shit. And yeah, I witnessed myself getting frustrated, but then it's funny because I still feel like it's just going to be fine, which before I would have gone into like a spiral, like a few years ago, that would have sent me into a spiral of like, you're going to have to catch up, you're going to have to do this, you're going to have to do that. And now I'm just like, hmm, okay, it's just not my day today. That's fine. I'm doing enough. I know that I'm doing enough. Because it can be so easy to get into this trap of feeling like you're never, ever doing enough, because there's always going to be someone doing more than you. This is where your inner critic gets super noisy. So I'm going to take it a little bit easier this week with the running, um, focus a little bit more on some strength training and some maybe a little bit of speed work just to push myself and get my heart rate up. But yeah, it's going really well, I think. I'm not going to be getting any kind of super flash time compared to my previous running career. It wasn't really a career, but you know what I mean. But 
that's why I'm being actually choosing to share like things pretty publicly. And I know there's sort of a double-edged sword, like that doesn't necessarily help with people comparing themselves. But for me, it's like important for integrity. So if you're enjoying the running chat, or even if you're not, it will probably dampen down after the marathon. But yeah, six weeks to go. So this week's episode is actually, it's going to be a replay. It's going to be a a replay of one of my earliest episodes, one that was pretty popular actually, because I was really wanting to do an episode about overthinking and that noisy little voice that likes to launch into massive monologues about why we can't do something. And again, not to talk about running all the time, but if you are a runner or even if you do any kind of physical activity where you're pushing yourself like your inner critic and your inner monologue is make or break like your thoughts really do create the soundtrack to your life and we all know how much music makes a difference like think about your favorite movies and then change the soundtrack speaking of soundtrack there's the cats <laughs> like who is rocky without his theme song <laughs> So I was thinking about doing this episode and then I was like, hmm, I feel like I've done an episode on overthinking. I wonder if I will listen back to it. So I listened back to it and this was published like, oh, over a year ago. So I was like, oh, I wonder if it's going to be cringy. Because I do often say like, if you're not cringing at what you previously did, then you're probably not growing that much. But I listened back to it and just to toot my own horn for a second was actually pretty bloody good. So you're getting it again. You're getting it again, this episode on overthinking, on how to tell the difference between reflection, that beautiful self-awareness that we know and love, and rumination, where you have too much of a good thing. You're circling and circling the same idea past the point of usefulness. So even if you've listened to this before, like a year ago, if you're a long-time listener, love you so much if you are, Also love you if you're new, but also extra love if you're a long-time listener. Because, yeah, I'm sure you'll walk away with some little gems because even I did actually listening to it again. I was like, oh, it's actually really good. And before we dive in, just a quick message that if you are someone who has a particularly noisy inner critic, if you're someone who does struggle with self-doubt and you are pretty self-aware already, but you still feel like you're getting stuck, then I have a special offer that's only available for the next 24 hours. So this is a 50% off flash sale on my signature program, Inner Critic Tamer. This was run as a live course last year, and I've just launched it as a self-paced course. So you can have instant access to go through in your own time, your own space, fitting it into your own schedule, And this really is a one-stop shop to start to become more aware of your patterns, start to become aware of that inner voice, and then start to consciously change that. So we're going to break the paralysis of overthinking and learn how to actually cultivate self-compassion. I'll put the link in the show notes. There's more information in there, but it is currently 50% off. So you can get all of this over 10 hours of modules plus downloadable hypnoses. So you can actually speak directly to your subconscious mind. There's workbooks, 
and you have lifetime access and you can get all of this for just 275 Australian dollars. So it will be 555 full investment. So if this is you, then jump on. If you're listening to this in real time, there is so much value packed into this. And I know that you're going to walk away with really actionable tools to actually start befriending your inner critic, turning towards that part of you, not shaming it. We're all about the loving self-awareness here, not the shameful self-awareness, because shame is never a good catalyst for lasting change. So without further ado, my overthinkers, it's a little pep talk for you. Let's dive into the episode. So this episode is for my overthinkers. It's for my, you know, maybe slightly anxiety prone people. (laughs) I see you, I feel you, all of the things. So really what this focus is on is about the difference between reflection and rumination. Now, these may or may not be terms you're familiar with. Reflection, I think, you know, pretty self-explanatory. But I think it's also important to really get clear because we can have an idea of what we think it means. And then the practical reality is actually a little bit different. So reflection is you know, a genuine curiosity. And I speak about curiosity a lot. It has a positive impact on your well-being because you are looking back on things that you've done, whether they're good or whether they're bad, but you're learning from them. And look, if we're not learning, we're not growing. Like we are not the same people that we were 12 months ago, you know, two years ago, three years ago. We are meant to grow and evolve. We're not meant to stay the same. And if you are trying to adopt more of a growth mindset and really expand your mind, then yes, that reflection is crucial. Really comes down to self-awareness, doesn't it? It's understanding why you do the things that you do. And when I think about reflection and self-awareness, I think of my favorite Carl Jung quote, which is, Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Like, that's my fave. When I first heard that, I was like, oh, (laughs) the boy knows what he's talking about. (laughs) So, so yeah, reflection sounds great, doesn't it? Like, it sounds really, really good. However, there is too much of a good thing. (laughs) And too much of a good thing is where rumination comes in. And I want you to just have a little reflection as I'm saying this. And what things are you replaying in your mind past the point of usefulness? And how do you know if something's past the point of usefulness? Well, it's not achieving what reflection is supposed to achieve. You're not learning anything. You're not gaining any new perspective. Because self-reflection, as I said, is that awareness, particularly that awareness of those uncomfortable feelings, using your critical analysis to understand where that came from, but then gaining a new perspective. Rumination lacks particularly that last point, that new perspective, but often really that critical analysis as well, because Rumination, I actually found this really good definition in a paper. Um, Oh God, I can't remember who it was from, but I'll quote it in the show notes. That rumination is anxious attention 
paid to the self, often tinged with fear of failure, which is detrimental to self-worth and negatively affects self-improvement. Not great, is it? (laughs) And we're all guilty of it at some point. We are all guilty of it, especially if you are the sort of person who is quite empathic, who really cares about other people, and maybe has had a history of being pretty hard on yourself, then rumination is going to show up. And in my life recently, I've noticed that I have been clinging on to something that actually no longer exists. I've been replaying situations in my mind. And I've got to this point where if I reflect on what happened, I wouldn't actually change what I did. But I still keep replaying it. And I keep replaying it with this sort of what if soundtrack to it. So you go off on all these different tangents of what if this happened? What if that happened? Like rumination is very much a what if situation. And the thing is, is those things didn't happen. So me replaying them and going off in those different directions, like once I've gathered the actual learnings from the situation, then that is the self-reflection done. The rumination becomes quite harmful. It's usually associated with that sort of negative self-talk. And if you've got that inner critic who is a bit noisy, you know what I'm talking about. And look, there are going to be times in your life where you fuck up and you make mistakes. And I'm not saying that you just need to ignore those and, you know, think about it once and be like, oh, that wasn't ideal. I won't do that again. Yes, it's important to do the work. It's important to try and understand yourself, but it's also important to give yourself the grace and the self-compassion to learn from your mistakes from a place of genuine curiosity and a desire to, you know, do better and be better, not from a place of shaming yourself for being such a failure. And failure is a crucial part of learning. Making mistakes is the fastest way to grow. And the difference between reflection and rumination is when you reflect on something, you learn from those mistakes, gain a new perspective, and take it forward to achieve what you want to achieve. The thing with rumination is it's paralyzing. You keep going in the shame spiral. You keep overthinking everything that's been done before past the point of usefulness, and then you end up stuck in the same place. And one last thing about rumination, the longer it goes on for, the further away from the truth you get. And that is because when you remember something again and again and again, Most of the time, you're just remembering the last time you remembered it. And your memory of the event, you've got to remember, I've said that word a lot now, (laughs) you've got to truly appreciate that your memory of the event is clouded by your perspective. And your perspective is the lens through which you see the world. And that is clouded by everything that's ever happened to you your experiences, your innate tendencies, your opinion of the people involved. Sometimes you're thinking about something so much that you've got so far away from the truth that there really is no value in you revisiting it anymore. And this is not to say to not take responsibility for shit that you've done, mistakes that you've made, people that you've hurt, 
but you cannot keep going over and over and over and expecting a different result when you've gone past that point of usefulness. And so the first step to get out of this is to notice, as always, it's gaining that awareness of when that reflection has got past the point of usefulness. And then the second part is to really emphasize those actionable steps, those constructive points of feedback. You're going to make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. We're all going to mess up. It's important to take responsibility for that. Make amends if you can, if that's possible and useful. But once you've gained that perspective, you've made note of those lessons, it's time to move on. And if you're really struggling with that point, then it can really help to get it out of your head and onto paper. If you like journaling, or even if you don't like journaling, just trying and writing the lessons that you've learnt, reflecting on the events. If you have a trusted friend that you can share this with, a coach, fantastic to actually speak to someone trained because they can often reflect back to you some things that you might not have considered. It's very hard to see things sometimes when you're right up close to it. Just imagine you're like right up next to this massive mural on the wall, this massive painting. If you're two inches away from it, you're just going to see a few colors, maybe even just the same color. And it's not until you take a few steps back and take in the whole picture that you can really see everything. So sometimes you need that little bit of distance or you need someone else to give you that distance. So we've got that awareness, figuring out those actionable steps, getting it out of your head. And if that's really not working, and I've been there before 100%, but then giving yourself some constructive distractions. And what I mean by that is something to just give you a bit of a shock out of your system, something that you enjoy doing, something like a really invigorating playlist, maybe a slightly different playlist to to one you usually listen to, one that doesn't have any associated memories with whatever you're ruminating on, moving your body, exercise, shaking it out, like a shamanic shaking if you haven't tried it, sounds a bit intense if you haven't tried it, but just genuinely just shaking yourself, putting on some music and shaking it off. Taylor Swift, shake it off is optional (laughs) for this. And the final point is to really ground yourself in the present. Maybe by doing some mindfulness practices, a meditation, if that feels good to you. Like sometimes meditation can be unhelpful in this if you've got all these thoughts going round and round and round in your mind. Sometimes it's better to get into the body like I said, with those constructive distractions, breath work can be a beautiful thing to do at this point because you've, it can really prepare you for meditation because sometimes meditation isn't the answer. I know it is flaunted around as the answer to everything, but if you're really in that spiral, unless you're a seasoned meditator, and even then, sometimes you do really struggle to just be alone with your thoughts then going for a breathwork practice or 
a walk in nature, something like that, just to move that stagnant energy and to just get things into your body rather than in the mind can be really good. So hopefully those are a few steps that you can take to just, again, notice when you're ruminating rather than reflecting. Even being aware of that distinction, I think is really powerful. But sometimes we can get caught up in this constant need to fix ourselves, this constant need to analyze every little thing that we're doing and to find meaning in everything. And I say this a lot, but nothing has meaning except the meaning that we give it. Sometimes we do stupid shit. Sometimes we say stupid shit. Sometimes our past trauma will show up in some potentially harmful behavior. But forgiving others and forgiving yourself is a crucial step on the way to freedom. And if you keep ruminating about mistakes that you've made, you will not reach that. So I hope you enjoyed that little blast from the past. You can really hear the difference in my voice. I've definitely got more Aussie (laughs) and in general, just more comfortable on the mic, but I love sharing all parts of the journey and nothing gets better unless you practice. So if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review or take a screenshot and share it to your stories. Don't forget to tag me at Finding Flow State on Instagram. Love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with a beautiful interview, a classic Finding Flow State conversation. You're going to love it. And if you want to jump in on the Inner Critic Tamer flash sale, check the links in the show notes or DM me the word Inner Critic on Instagram. See you next week. Bye. Finding Flow State, the podcast, respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.